the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today for On the Road with Jesus, hosted by Rhody Fisher. As a Christian mom for over 40 years and a teacher of the Bible in public schools for 25 years, Rhody will take you on a journey with some of her friends as they share their experiences and testimonies from their walk with Christ. You'll see that you are not alone in your search for God, your victories with Him, or your failures. Welcome to On the Road with Jesus. Now, here's your host, Rhody Fisher. Welcome to On the Road with Jesus. My name is Rhody Fisher, and let's pray. Father, thank you so much for being here today. Father, we ask that the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be pleasing to you. We ask, Lord, that you would go before us, Lord, and and really lay our path straight and let us know what you want us to say and do and think. Father, I pray that you would be with Sean and also with Guy and with myself and with the audience too, Lord, um, that they would have ears to hear what you would have to say. Father, we ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome. Now... As you know, we've been reading out of Psalm, and yesterday we finished off Psalm 18, and we are going to go right to Psalm um, 19 today, and I'm actually just going to read what, um, what David has to say. So, Father, we ask that you would give us understanding of your word. So... Here we are in Psalm 19, and it says, The heavens declare the glory of the Lord, and the fervorment. Now, th- that I understand is, you know, at the beginnings when when God spoke the world into existence, the heavens and the earth, the fervorment, I, I guess, is the stuff in the middle, you know, everything else, um, nature, that kind of stuff, showed his handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line is gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun, which is the bridegroom coming out of his chamber, and rejoiceth is a strong man to run a race. He's going forth is from the end of the he- of the heaven and his circuit unto the ends of it and there is nothing hid from the heart thereof the law of the lord is perfect converting the soul yes that's so good the testimony of the lord is sure making the wise simple the statutes of the lord are right rejoicing the heart the commandment of the lord is pure enlightening the eyes The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true, and righteousness altogether. More to be desired are are they than gold. Yes, gold. Yeah, my girlfriend just texted me about gold this morning. Um, Yeah, the refinement of gold. So, more to be desired than gold. Yes, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. And I like that, too, because she's got that show, um, Honey on the Rock. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping thy servant warned, and keeping them out of there is is, is great reward. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me. From secret faults. Yes, Lord, please do that for us. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. 
Let them not have dominion over me. I pray that too, Lord. Then shall be I shall be upright and shall be innocent from the great transgressions. And then here's one of my favorite scriptures. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Praise be to God. Thank you, Lord, for your word. We ask that you would stir our hearts, Lord, with what you've given us this morning. I'm actually going to tell you a little bit of a story here before I start um, in on what I'm going to say. Let's see. Where do I start? The other day I had a long story to tell my husband, and I said to him, well, you know that he came home, and it was about 7 o'clock, and I said to him, well, you know this morning, and he goes, Oh, no, the story's going to start all the way from this morning. I had to laugh. Yeah, and so I gave him this long story. But I am going to give you a little bit of a long story before I um, kind of talk on something else. Yesterday, um, and I am going to go to 2 Timothy 4, just in case you want to go there um, after, you know, get it ready. Yesterday, uh, I... I normally prepare my shows um, weeks in advance. I've I've got you know the speakers lined up for December already, and um, unless somebody cancels or wants to switch around with somebody else, everything is pretty much set. And um, so, let's see. Yesterday after the show, you know, I had a show yesterday, and after the show, I had intended to call my speaker for this morning and um, in doing all my running around that I did and it was about 5.30 and I was trying to get dinner on the table uh, for Mark who was on his way home already and um, I decided to give Jim a call and I said Jim are we ready for tomorrow and he said yes and so we spent about I don't know 15 minutes on the phone talking about what we were going to be talking about and making sure that he was all set for today's show. And um, I found myself saying, um, do you think you'll have time to eat after? And he says, yeah, I think we could do that because the last time he was on, we uh, didn't have a chance to grab a bite to eat. And he says, yeah, I think we could do that. And I says, okay, great. And I have no idea why I said it this way, but I ended up saying to him, well, Jim, I'll see you tomorrow morning. Um, sharp um, per my email I'll see you there at 1030 and he said wait a minute what do you mean 1030 and I said well did you get my emails well yeah he says but I knew where the place was so I kind of didn't really look and he so I said well we meet about a half an hour before and my show is at 11 o'clock And he said, oh, no, I thought it was at 6 o'clock. I was going to be there at 5.30. And I said, oh, my gosh, no. So then I thought, well, can I just give Sean a call and maybe Sean can tape the show last night for this morning? And I looked at the time, and I knew it was way too late. It was now quarter to 6. And I thought, no, that's not going to do it. And I said, "Um, well, I says, I'm going to have to make room for you on another day. But right now, I've got to figure out what I'm going to do for the show tomorrow. So as you know, if you watched yesterday's show, Carrie Hoffman, who did the show, um, I kind of rushed him through it. And he ended up doing about a third of what he was really going to speak on. Although he got the message across, and I said to Carrie, I just texted him a real quick message, and I said, now, Carrie, do you think you can do the show, the the other part of the show, tomorrow morning? And um, so now it's closer to 6 o'clock at night, and I'm waiting for him to answer, and I'm trying to get tacos on for Mark and I, and... Um, and the phone is on the counter and trying to do a hundred things at the same time as most wives or moms do. And I said um, 
the thought came to me that one of my guests, who was supposed to be on the first week of October, um, had, and his name is Greg, his father's nurse had a heart attack, and he calls me and he says, I won't be able to do your show. He says, um, next week, he says, because my father's nurse had a heart attack, and I've got to be his caretaker now, and I said, no problem, I can switch people around, and so we did. So I call I call him and leave him a message and ask him if he could speak today, and he gets right back to me and sends me this picture of his dad on my text, and he's pushing him in a wheelchair, and he said, I'm so sorry, I can't. I'm still caring for my dad. And I thought, oh, wow. But then he ends up sending me a text with um, with just the verse, just the address to the verse. And he sends me um, with a little goodbye saying, Second Timothy 4.22. So I thought, wow, I want to see what that that really says because I don't have that memorized. And so I um, quickly got dinner put down and Mark was busy um, looking for a movie for us because we did not want to watch the results of the election yesterday. We wanted to have a peaceful rest. So we decided let's watch a nice kind of love story type of a movie and and um, so we went to the family channel and we were flipping through to see if we could find this great movie, which we did. And we sat down to our tacos. And I thought to myself, I'd like to read what he said at the end of his text. And so I go to Second Timothy 4, 4.22 and it says, The Lord Jesus Christ be with thy spirit. Grace be with you. Amen. And I thought, wow, that was really sweet of him to write that. But, of course, curiosity about the rest of the story. And when I read that, the first thing I thought of was, that's probably the last words of Paul before he was martyred. I mean, he had already written to the Corinthians and the Galatians and Colossians and whatever. And now he's writing to Timothy. And it's his second letter to Timothy. And actually the last words of that chapter of that book actually and he's saying to Timothy the Lord Jesus Christ be with thy spirit grace be with you amen and I thought wow he had the wherewithal to say that to Timothy and who knows hours later he was martyred that being his last words. So uh, obviously curiosity got to me and I thought, let me read this whole chapter. Um, I, I knew it was his final words and I knew that um, I wanted to see what he had to say to Timothy, especially f for this chapter. Since Greg popped that into my head, I thought, okay, I'll do it. And so it starts out like this, Lord, give us understanding of your word. It starts out like, um, I charge thee. And I thought to myself when I read that, I charge thee. Who talks like that? I mean, I don't. I know that um, if you ever get things that are legal, um, it, it sometimes uses that kind of terminology. And, um, and I thought, wow, um, a legal term, maybe. Oh, I also wanted to say one other thing before I get into this um, thing here in Timothy. I also yesterday um, in the morning, my girlfriend, Theria, had put a picture of a key, and it said intimacy with God. And I thought, wow, the key to in intimacy with God is really to spend time with God. And I really love that. And I, I'm a person that is a visual learner, so if you give me a picture of something, it really sticks with me. Um, and, you know, there's, there's certain different type of learners. I know that um, 
there's there's people that are auditory learners. They 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 can hear things or and or read things out loud to themselves and and they they can learn very easily that way. I happen to be more of a visual learner. I like to see things. I like to see pictures of things. Um and I think I think they have the third way of learning is doing. Um the I think it's called kinesthetic learners that like to do things like show me how to make this and I can I can make this. Give me the building blocks to do this and I can build it. Uh, or you know so they can learn by doing. Um chefs do that all the time as they're training their sous chefs. I know that when I go on a mission trip somewhere and um am able to speak to um speak to people that uh, about Jesus and who he is and share the gospel with people. I know that for me I can see somebody doing that and I can follow you know the the footsteps of other people. Um so I like to do things too. Uh, it's a good kind of way for me to learn. Um anyhow um I I I dragged that into the story because of that little picture that I had in mind and I thought to myself, yeah, I need to spend more time with the Lord. Intimacy with him is really what brings us closer. That's the key to being with spending time with the Lord. But anyhow, getting back to this first line, I can't even get to the first two words. It says, "I charge thee." And I thought Wow, this sounds like a sense of urgency to me. It's it feels like he's saying something very strong, like a very strong request. And one of the things that I thought about when I read I charge thee is is um in Matthew where I think I wrote that down. In Matthew where No, I'm sorry. I think it's John 26. Um where where Jesus is on the cross and he's saying to John um this is your mother. Okay, let me see. Matthew 19 maybe. Um Okay, this is really going to test my my skills here. Okay. Anyway, um I will find it. But Okay, here it is. It is it is um math uh John 19 and and G, John 19:26 and where it says Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple standing by whom he loved. So John is writing this and he's calling him the disciple himself the disciple who Jesus loved. And he said to his mother, "Woman, behold your son." Then he said to the disciple, behold thy mother it feels like that kind of sense of urgency that paul is using here i charge thee it's something very pronounced i i i need to tell you this right now it it feels like he's giving him an order and then he says i charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom so he's saying to Timothy listen Timothy i'm giving you a charge here i'm giving you a, re- a strong request a solemn order um before God 
And Jesus is the one that's going to judge the living and the dead. He, he's saying that to, to, to Timothy. And what is he charging him with? What is he saying that he has to do? Um, after all, these are going to be his last words. And I thought to myself, you know, here we are. Uh, well, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me read what it says next. Um, he's telling Timothy, preach the word. Wow. Um, there you go. Preach the word. I mean, what was Paul doing all this time? He had been preaching the word everywhere he went. Yes, even in prison and writing letters and getting words out to the disciple. He, if, you, if you go to some of your Bibles and you look at the map, you'll see I, I've got this map at the back of my Bible here, and it, it has one here that tells you all the places that, that Paul went. And a lot of Bibles have that. And, you know, it's, it'll say Paul's first and second journeys. And, I, I mean, all over the place. Um, and he, he, you know, went to Turkey. And, if, you know, that's where Ephesus is. And um, just all over the place. He was preaching the gospel. He, he just thought that that was the most important thing he could do. So he's telling Timothy, Timothy, preach the word. Be instant, in season and out of season. doesn't matter when it is. Just do it. Whether you feel like it or not. And then he says, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. Like, get at it. Even if you have to, re, you know, reprove them, rebuke them, exhort them, and and continue to do it as long as you can. He is exhorting him to get at preaching the word of God. You know, he was doing this 2,000 years ago, and he was acting like, we we have to hurry because Jesus is coming back. You've got to do it, and you've got to do it now. And he's telling Timothy, preach the word, whether it's in season or out of season. No matter when it is, get that word out. And I'm thinking right now how how many churches are just their doors are closed. Um, I, mean, I don't think the governor wants them ever to be opened again, but whatever, the doors are closed to most churches. And it might be prudent to keep the doors closed, but I, I can't even tell you how many people need to hear the Word of God right now, more than any other time in the world. I mean, here, here Timothy's being exhorted, um, given a charge to preach the gospel, and and this is 2,000 years ago. And so I would exhort you that are listening right now to share the gospel, whether it's in season or out of season. Share your testimony. Um, and of course, do it with the Holy Spirit. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, do it on your own might. Because you really have to go with prayer and ask the Holy Spirit to give you those words. Because otherwise, it's, there's no fire behind your talking. It's just words. But this is the day to do that. Every day. And then he says, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. And boy... If the time isn't just right now where they won't endure sound doctrine, um, I think about some of the things that some churches are doing um, or had been doing before the doors closed to get people in. Um, you know, I, I remember having this dream 
Um, and I was saying to my sister, I don't want to make a big deal about this, but I was saying to my sister that I had the dream, this dream that I saw this church, and they were actually having a circus inside the church with, um, you know, right above the pews, there was those high swinging things that they do and jump to the next swing. And and I thought, what's going on at this church? And I'm, I'm not saying that all churches are doing that, but let's just preach the gospel, people. Um, we've got, you know, people that are doing like almost a circus in their church to to satisfy the people that want to hear just fuzzy good stuff. No, the gospel is clear as to what to speak about. And and also I was thinking about how many of us are so I'm going to use this word learned because a lot of us have now been saved for 10, 20 30, 40, 50 years. We've been walking with the Lord. And we've sat under some really good teachers for all those years. But to what end are we doing this listening and doing? I mean, we're full of the Word of God. It's in us. But we've got to be going out to the highways and byways and spreading the gospel. The time is short. It's shorter than it was yesterday. Um, I want to I keep going here. Um, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. They don't want to hear what's being said here. I, I can tell you that there are a lot of churches that skip over the tough subjects they don't want to go there. They don't want half their congregation to leave. Um, you know, the Bible tells us that the Lord chastens whom he loves. Um, you know, if we have children that we're not scooting back to the middle and saying, hey, listen, you guys get right over here and f fly right. I'm thinking about this election that we just had. And I, I wasn't really going to go there, but I, I'm, I'm not a lover of Donald Trump, and neither am I a lover of Biden. And if you take a look at both their lives, there's sin in both camps. But I think you have to look at what their party stands for. Um, are are they okay with killing innocent babies? Abortion on demand. I think it grieves God to know that people are okay with killing babies before and after birth. Now, now I think it's Como that signed a bill that you can actually kill your child after you've delivered it. That's the kind of stuff that grieves God. That's the kind of stuff that they're not wanting to endure sound doctrine. They're okay with doing whatever they want to. Um, but after their own lusts, that's all they're doing is they want to seek after their own lusts. They shall heap to themselves teachers having itchy ears. So, you know, um, my, my, this one friend of mine, I keep using her as an example, but she said to me, you know, I've got this person in my life that I love so much, and they're going to this church that, you know, it's a, it's, it's a gay church, and do you think that's, I, you know, I really don't know about that. Listen, we can find a church, a feel-good church, whatever we whatever doctrine we don't want to follow that's in the Word of God, we can find one that'll skip over all those things. But I would implore you to look for the church that reads the whole Bible and preaches out of the whole Bible. 
Because if they're skipping over stuff, they're skipping over some really good stuff that the Lord wants us to know about. But their own lush shall they heap to themselves, teachers having itchy ears. You know, I'm thinking, what is itchy ears? You know, it's candy for your ears. It's feel-good stuff that you want to hear about. It doesn't always meet with what the Bible says. But if it's coming from the pulpit that you're, you're standing in front of or sitting in front of, it's just making you feel good to, to think that your sin that you're going after is okay to do. Well, it's not. You know, I'm not saying that I'm not a sinner. I mean, I am. I struggle with it every single day of my life. But I'm talking about wanting to hear all of the Bible. You know, everything, whether it feels good or not. You know, I I hear people saying, well, you know, Jesus loved the sinner. Yes, he does. He loves the sinner. We're all sinners. But it's that constant sin that he wants us to leave behind and walk away from. And those are the kind of struggles that we have to ask him to help us for. When we ask the Lord into our heart, we're supposed to turn, make a 180-degree turn, and walk away from those things. But that itchy-ear stuff, the the feel-good stuff, and, and woe to those that call evil good and good evil. The Bible says that. Woe to those. And in these last days, I mean, who who would have ever imagined? I remember watching, um, um, I don't know if it was the Bible or one of of those, or the Ten Commandments, where he placed the the baby on, on, you know, I think it was Moloch's, one of the one of the gods that they follow and 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 when they place these children on that um on on the the statue of whatever god it was wh- wh- whether it was baal or molech or whatever it was it was it was heated up it was like a hot searing iron that they sacrificed their child on this thing and I remember saying to my mom what was that all about and she said they in those days people would sacrifice their children to these different gods I said you're kidding me well people are having no problem having abortions in day and night and now you can have the child and and you know still kill the baby uh, anyhow, um, probably get letters on this, but that's okay. The Lord will help me. Um, anyhow, chapter 4, verse 4. They shall turn away their ears from the truth, and they shall turn unto fables. So they're going to be under the under the teaching of somebody that could make up stories just to make you feel good. Well, what in the world good is that? But watch thou in all things. Endure affliction. Uh, endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of thy ministry. For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I finished my course. I have kept the faith. 
Henceforth there, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not me only, but unto all of them also that love his appearing. Do thy diligence to come shortly unto me. You know, as I said to you earlier, this was written 2,000 years ago. He's saying Jesus is coming. He's going to judge the living and the living and the dead. Get out and preach the gospel. You know, ask the Holy Spirit to fall upon you and give you the words to speak. Today is the hour. We are in the last days. And I don't know. I, I maybe I'm speaking to pastors too. Got to be preaching this whole Bible. The whole, all of it is good news. This is the inspired word of God. Whether it's the tough stuff or the easy stuff, it's really easy to preach the easy stuff. But it's the whole Bible that you want to preach. Don't skip over the middle. I do want to go down to um, verse 15 uh, or, or verse 16. At my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. I pray God that it may not be laid to their charge. Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me that I, I'm sorry, that by me the preaching might be full, fully known and that the Gentiles might hear. And I was delivered out of, out of the mouth of lions. So he went out and preached the gospel. And up to, you know, almost being devoured and the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom to whom be glory forever and ever amen so I would really encourage you all um, to think about this dire message especially with what's happening in the world. Um, we still don't know who, who won the race, um, who won the elections. Um, I, I don't know how many days or weeks it's going to take. I, I was thinking about how um, November, I was just telling a friend today that I was reading somewhere where November 11th, 1620, is when the Mayflower landed on Plymouth. And you know, the first time I went to see Plymouth Rock, I imagined it to be this ginormous, like high, almost a mountain. And maybe it was at one time, but you know, it's about as small as this desk. I mean, you can stand on it, and maybe it's even smaller now because who knows how many people have chipped away at it. But um, it really gave me goosebumps when I saw that, to know that November 11th, 1620, 4,000 years, I mean, 400 years ago, 400 years ago, these, these people left England and went to Holland because they wanted to have, they were fleeing so they wouldn't be under the National Church of England at the time. And they fled to Holland. And finally, 20 years, or 
they left in 1608. So 12 years later, after being in Holland, they come across on this wild ride on this small boat called the Mayflower, which probably... I mean, looked big to them, but in the middle of this ginormous um, ocean, um, coming across this treacherous sea, and and were fleeing for their lives, so that they could worship the God that we worship today. Bible in hand, so they wouldn't have to be under the. Church of England and fled for their lives. Those are the kind of people that formed this nation 400 years ago. Well, November 11th, 400 years ago. I'm thinking what did they have to do to be free to worship their God the way we're trying to worship our God today. And, you know, the governor's telling us we have to close the churches. You know, I do know that I want to be safe and prudent. And, you know, I don't want to get sick. I don't want to catch COVID. I I don't want to catch anything. But I think it's prudent also to wear your mask and stay out of church if you're of a certain age or maybe your health is poor and your immune system isn't that well. But today more than ever, we need to be in church as much as we can to hear the gospel and to hear what God has to say about what we're doing and so that we can share it with others. I know that I'm on a soapbox today, but I really feel so passionate about it right now. I'm also thinking about similar missionaries of these people that came across um, the, the Atlantic, which helped found this nation. Missionaries from New England came to Hawaii, where I grew up, years later, like maybe 200 years later, um, and landed on this little dot in the middle of the Pacific and brought this new God, the true and living God, to these Hawaiian natives that embraced Christianity immediately because they knew the gods that they were serving were not the true gods. I can't even tell you how fortunate we are to be living in the United States of America. Um, When Hawaii became a state, I was in grade school. I think I said that the last time. We're so proud to be the 50th state. And all of that is because we can serve. You know, in this country, we are allowed to worship any God we want to. Any God. I'm, I'm so glad that they haven't taken our Bibles away, um, as well as closing. The, and I guess there's new rules for Thanksgiving, too, for this coming Thanksgiving, what what how many people can be in a house and whatever. But anyhow, um, that's going off on another tangent. I don't want to go there. But I do want to want everyone to think about the country that we live in and the freedoms that we have and the freedoms that may be lost depending on who gets into office. Um, anyway, I, I do know for a fact 
I read the end of this book here. I know what's going to happen in Revelation. Um, we win anyway. Whatever way, whoever gets into office, we win anyway. Um, so um, I'm so thrilled to let you know that Paul, who suffered for Christ more than I can ever imagine, and I'm glad I'm glad I don't have to go through that. But I would encourage you, um, everyone, share your testimony of what God did for you, how you were once lost and now you're saved. Share the gospel with friends and family and the lost. The time is short. You might make it because you've accepted the Lord, but let your neighbors and friends and other family members make it too by giving them the full gospel. Anyway, thank you, Lord, for your word. And thank you, Lord, that you are not surprised at what's going on in our country today. There's no panic in heaven. You already knew this was going to happen. And Father, I want to lay our country at your feet. You say in your word, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and heal their land. Father, I thank you for that word. And I pray, Lord, that you would heal our land. Lord, I pray that you would send a revival from one coast to the next, from the north to the south, and everything in between, from Alaska to Hawaii. And, Father, that people will know the true and living God, Jesus. We thank you and praise you for allowing, Lord, even for the foundations of the world, you knew that you were going to save me, Sean, Guy. You knew that. And Father, the only reason you haven't said to your son, go get my kids, is because you have others on that list in the book of life that you want to save also. And and so, Lord, I just pray that you would soften the hearts of those that haven't accepted you and that they would accept you right now. And if you're one of those people that have not made a commitment to Jesus and would like to accept him as your, your Savior today, I'd like to say a little prayer with you and ask you to um, mean it with your whole heart. Jesus was sent to the cross by the Father. He was the only pure lamb that could be slain for our sins. He was sinless. He was God. He went to the cross for you and me. Willingly, he went to the cross for you and me. And if it was only you, he would have died just for you. So if you are looking at this program for the first time and would like to accept Jesus as your Savior and invite him into your heart, I'd like you, for you to follow me in a very short prayer. Um, I say this all the time. There's no magic to it, but just mean it with your whole heart, and he will come in and walk with you and take you to heaven on whatever day is appointed time for you to go. So these are the words, and just follow me. Dear Jesus, forgive me for my sins of yesterday, the sins of today, and the sins of the future. Jesus, forgive me for anything that I've said, done, or thought that's not of you. Come into my heart and lead and guide me forever into the way of everlasting. 
help me to find a place to worship you. Remind me to read your word every day and hide it in my heart. I ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining me today, and I want to thank you for joining us. If you have said that prayer for the first time, please write me um, on my website, On the Road with Jesus. I'd be happy to send you a Bible, help you find a new church if you want. Um, Maybe you have a church that you'd like to go to, um, and that's okay too. Um, But please let us know. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, We will see you next week. God bless you all. And it's Rhody Fisher signing off. Thank you for being here today for On the Road with Jesus with your host, Rhody Fisher. Every week, you'll hear experiences and testimonies from her and her friends as they share their journey with Jesus. You'll see that you're not alone in your search for God, your victories with Him, or your failures. If you have a question about today's show, email Rhody Fisher at rawfisher at ontheroadwithjesus.com. Spelled R-A-H-F-I-S-H-E-R at ontheroadwithjesus.com. Or leave a voicemail at 951-817-0094. That's 951-817-0094. On the Road with Jesus is sponsored by Global Expressions Language Project. Learn more at asquaredlamps.org. That's the letter A, squaredlamps.org. Be sure to join us each week at this same time for more On the Road with Jesus, hosted by Rhody Fisher. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.